listening to the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. Each month, we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved. a signal like hey you got four seconds before i turn on your uh oh shit now i broke everything uh before i do stuff there you go poof (laughs) oh this is you know i'm like multiple beverages in tonight this could be a a terrible stream guys just just saying on my first one in a while yep yep Oh, what do you have? And that looks delicious. But I have a Marlin on it. Ooh. Um, what oh, is it's, it? It's vodka and pineapple juice. It's nothing. It's nothing crazy. I mean, vodka and pineapple can be something delicious. Oh, Absolutely it is. delicious. Um, Jess had. We have this uh, this lemonade. Um. It's a cool, refreshing drink. It's such a cool, refreshing drink. Oh, that's cool, refreshing drink. Um, and uh, <laughs> she she mixed it with strawberry Smirnoff, and oh, Ooh. oh yeah, my, yeah, yeah, he did money finish. Uh, oh my <laughs> damn, it was it was freaking, it was on fire. What are you doing, Rubble? That that sounds quite gosh. interesting. My gosh, interesting. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, do I have? I I hope you yes, guys. Yes, <laughs> I, I hope you guys haven't seen this clip already, but uh, just just I have a great clip, uh, waiting for end of tour. I really I'll take the hope. rapist for two hundred. It's now right. Oh man! All right, what is the uh, what is the? No, it's it's a it's a um. Uh, Patrick Stewart clip. Um, oh, but, yes. But but again, it, it's... I thought it Mr. was... Mr. Wolf's head looks like a fanny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Um, we'll, we'll kick off end of tour with it. Really? Um, but, uh, but yeah, guys, welcome back to another Friday stream here of the podcast. Um, and uh, I want to congratulate you guys uh, because as of... The last episode, we now have over twenty thousand downloads of this crazy, crazy show. Yeah, so, there's um, twenty thousand people just clicking download on this shit. Uh, uh, so apparently, apparently, um, which is which is what the hell's wrong with you people? That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, oh my damn. Um, you know, now granted we've all said like, Hey, that'd be cool if that was like one show got downloaded 20,000 yeah. times, but you know what? Time None of us would be working and, if that happened. Exactly. Time and progress. What are you doing, Phil? Then we'd have nothing to talk about because none of us would be working. We'd always be making money off the 20,000 downloads. And exactly. We'd right. Talking about, so what did you do yesterday? It's, well, it's yesterday it's, we, uh, we had lunch show. at the Yop club and, uh, <laughs> Top hat monocle. That's all right. I, uh, I, I christened my new sloop. Yeah. In, in yeah, the, my uh, buddy over there. Yeah, it's my buddy. As, my buddy. Uh, it's re- Swanson over there. Remember in the in the Patreon this last month's uh, Patreon, we uh, mm-hmm. we I I said I was going to put up a uh, a poll for Phil's new name. I was going to say you just put up a poll for Phil and dance, spider, dance. That's right. Dance, spider, dance. No, that's not nice. Uh, We got to be slightly professional with Phil. Change at him. Uh, But. Make it hell, bitch. I I just want (laughs) to, Phil, I just want to say that. um, Ah, that's the wrong button. Of course it is. Good. Damn it. I'm gonna. We're gonna listen to the intro again because I have no way of stopping it. There we go. Um, 
that's funny. Try to push the stop button. I don't know. I told you that this is going to be an interesting stream tonight because I am I'm in deep with a couple beverages. And now that Gerard and I don't, you know, indulge ourselves in multiple beverages per week, less is more now. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, so if you're not a Patreon, go over to Patreon, Medic Materials uh, on Patreon, sign up to be a $5 donut Patreon, and you'd get access to all the craziness that happens on Patreon. But. Last episode, we asked and put up a poll for what the Phil Foundation's name should be. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Why is this? Let's let's let's, Daddy. let's 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 do that. So, Phil Foundation, Phil Man Bun, the Man Handle, Mister Man Bun, Daddy, Daddy Phil, the Champ, mm. Papa Phil, and the Manhole. All were options the in the poll. in the in the poll. However, I'm super sad to say that my favorite Hail to the Champion, baby! Did not win. And with 50% of the vote, the Phil Foundation gets to remain really? the Phil Foundation. So wow. um, All right. yeah, there it is. That's the result of the poll. But, uh, but yeah, All right. so well, we can't rely on the Patreons to, you know, you know, yeah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> come up with anything, you know, more exciting than the Phil foundation, but that's Man. okay. So, uh, I'll take it. yeah, it's called Crayola. Like I started from the beginning. Mm. Oh, psh, nice. Especially with what he was wearing last episode. Jesus Christmas. Um, but yeah, so we're going to, we're going to change gears and we're going to do a, uh, a discussion all about geriatrics tonight. Um, and, um, and I resemble that remark. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, we're going to, you know, there's, there's so much to talk about with, uh, the geriatric population where we've kind of cherry picked a few. I know that Butch, you want to bring up a few things. I know that, uh, Phil wants to bring up a few things and, um, and then Gerard and I'll kind of just cherry pick off of that. But uh, mm. first, I, again, have to do Kelsey's job. I'm going to keep, you know, slamming, yeah. slamming down the gauntlet until she uh, comes back and does her job. But for today's rig check, like I said, with the last episode, we've now surpassed the 20,000 downloads of the show. So I just want to sincerely thank all wow. of the people, whether you found us literally the last episode and just started listening or you've been an OG like all of us and listened all the way back to episode one, which was God awful and cringy. But yes, you know what? Very. Thank you for staying with the shenanigans. And, you know, you guys give us a reason to keep on doing what we do every other Friday. Um, so with that, there is much more ridiculousness on Patreon. Make sure that if you guys can subscribe to Patreon, it's $5 a month. You get a CME, a free CME through the Medic Material CME Academy every every other month. You also get a third podcast every, every month, plus a lot of other cool shit. So make sure that you go become a $5 donut Patreon. Um, Cronuts. I didn't get them out, but they're right behind me. I don't know if anyone can see. And she's, and she's making there. them too. Boom! Right there. Um, nice. Your lovely fiance is sending me even more, which is awesome. Then I'm going to take them and, and do a bunch of creative stuff uh, with them, like, you know, photos and stuff. And there mm-hmm. might be a contest for Cronuts coming up in the future. So make sure you head over to medicmaterials.com slash merch to get your cronut. That's awesome. Um, and uh, lastly, I want to shout out this month to our listeners in Egypt and the good old state of Pennsylvania, as well as a special donut shout out to our brand new Patreons, Candace and Barry. Thank you for wow. just All right. being cool. awesome. Cool. Yeah, so, fucking A. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it is. Uh, Patreon's been growing. We've gotten more and more, you know, subscribers in Patreon, even though, again, mm. I come on half sloshed and 
can't even, you know, run a stream. So it is what it is. But um, I'm going to I'm going to turn it over to the Phil Foundation. Hail to the champion, baby. And um, let's start our discussion with polypharmacy. Right. I think this is one of the biggest things that that we have to understand and recognize in um, in the geriatric population. And uh, one of the things that I wanted, Phil, again, I was super busy today, so I didn't get a chance to research any of this. So thank you, Phil, for picking up my my slack. Um, But I really wanted to look at like the drugs that they take that can interact poorly with each other or the drugs that we might give them that might interact badly with something that they're already on or something that, you know, might potentiate something or make that effect stronger. So what did you find out, Phil? So biggest, there's two like big parts of it. Um, uh, Beta blockers for two reasons. One, most geriatric patients don't actually know why they take it or they'll say like, oh, you know, I'm on a blood pressure med. And they could be on metoprolol, labetalol, any kind of of those meds. And like, for example, patients with AFib, they have no idea what they take. You just revert to the old, you know, I just give them 15, 20 a cardizem if they're in rapid AFib and then it's it's a problem mm-hmm. yep because now you're now you're dual channel blocking the heart and it's not going to be able to really compensate much after that no and there's nothing Rude. that and there's nothing that we're going to be able to give to do anything about that other than yeah. hope that the effects wear off eventually yeah you they, know you know the amount of people i'm the, Elderly patients, let me rephrase what I was about to say. Most of the elderly patients that we deal with, you know, they have absolutely no clue what they take. They just say like, oh, my my doctor gave me this list and this bucket of meds. I just take them when I'm told to. In the big bucket. It's They're they're shaking like Michael J. Fox trying to use an Etch-A-Sketch. Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) Way too soon. (laughs) <laughs> but you, you, that just proves that you really have to like really dig deep with like your a good assessment you know like oh like do you know what you take these for well you know if you don't know then do you have afib do you have high blood pressure and i think a lot of it you know if you can't figure it out because they're a poor historian you should probably be googling what these meds are for at least to get you in the ballpark You know, there's a lot of times that, you know, the doctor prescribes a certain medication for, you know, a offshoot reason of why they use it, you know, like a secondary reason as to why they would give that, Um, you know, but it at least will get you into the ballpark because at least Google will sit there and go, okay, you know, it's used for this condition and this condition and this condition. Okay. Do you have any of those? Oh yeah, that that AFib, you know that that kind of sounds vaguely familiar. Cool, maybe that's why they take X Y Z med. And, right. and if you ask, if you have any cardiac issues? Well, no, we take metoprolol. We take that for. I'm not sure. Will you have a history of AFib? I don't know. What's that? A regular heartbeat. Oh yeah, I have that. Well, right. That's a cardiac problem. You know. Or do you do you have high blood pressure? No. Why are you on the hydrochlorothiazide? Oh well, that's for right. blood pressure. But you no, it's been controlled for years. With yeah, because I take the medication. Right, yeah. because I take the medication. Exactly. We've all heard these stories yep. before, you know, and, and it really lends itself to why we have to ask really in-depth questions. Like, it's not just like, oh, okay, what's your history? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, cool. Oh, what's your med list? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Cool. Let's start putting those things together. And if you don't know why they take the metoprolol, check on the med list, see if they take, you know, a warfarin or right. something like that. That may give you a clue as to why they take the metoprolol as well, you know. Right. Or and- for some, like when they're discharged from the hospital, it'll say, 
like if they replace, you know, say Cardizem with Metoprolol or something like that, it'll say like stop taking the Cardizem immediately, switch to Labetalol, something like that, and you know you can kind of guess from there what they take it for. Yeah, I love like that is one of the things that I absolutely love when I walk into a house is the recent discharge papers because it typically will have the most up-to-date med list. Typically. Not always, but most of the time. It'll at least get you again in the ballpark. You know, like, I love that. It's amazing. Hey, cool. You're on this. You're on aspirin. You're on whatever. Okay, cool. Do you still take all these? Yep. Awesome. Thank you. What else you find out, Phil? So, another thing with beta blockers is the compensatory mechanism for someone who's on those type of medications drops drastically. I think one of the one of the things I read said it's like a 75 to 80% drop in compensation in major traumas. Damn. Ooh. Now, so uh, again like with that, right? Beta blockers are are going to lower your beta one, beta twos, right? So beta one is all your heart tropes. So, um, how hard your, you know, your heart squeezes, um, you know, how stretchy it can go to allow more fill the, you know, conductivity through the electrical conductivity through the heart, how fast or slow that goes and how fast or slow your heart rate goes. Right. Um, so if, you know, not just in trauma, but like, as soon as you said that my immediate thought was to sepsis, right? This is why when you go to a nursing home and you get a septic patient, they're already in decompensated shock so many times. Right. And you look, you look at the vital signs and you think, well, this patient looks, you know, their blood pressures, you know, 120s over 70s, you know, their pulse rates in the 60s. Yeah, because they're on that beta blocker. Right. Right. And or at, yeah, they look good. But you look at that patient, they look like shit. You're like, right. yeah, something's going on with this patient. Right. Or right. it's even the worst one, which is like their 90s over 50s with a heart rate of 86. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Why isn't their heart rate 120? Oh, let's look at the med list. Oh, look, they're on metoprolol. They're on low presser. They're on something of rate control. And you're like, oh, well, this is now going to hit it. You know, it's going to hit it twofold, right? It's going to hit it via the, the heart rate. So it takes away their compensatory mechanism for increasing heart rate. But then it's also going to decrease the squeeze. So it's going to lower blood pressure as well. So, like, yeah, it's it's amazing how much beta blockers really can affect in shocky type patients. And, I mean, I know you guys know this. Geriatrics so frequently that when we see them, they're in some form of shock. Mm-hmm. Some yep. form, you know. Yeah, because they usually, they usually don't. They're not usually not the ones that call you. Usually, it's the family that calls you for them because they walk in and they see, you know, mom or dad or grandpa or grandma on the floor. You know, they've been there for you know two days. Like, how you know how'd you get there? So when you walk in there, they're already in bad trouble. You know, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of like especially as they keep as they keep going it's like you know they just circle the drain and they're like oh everything's fine and their family's like grandpa hasn't been right the last 3 <laughs> days but oh yep he's just fine oh, yeah. you know like yeah, but they don't want to leave the house right? they're afraid if they leave the house right. they're not going to come back exactly that's the biggest thing it yeah is, they don't there you you will meet more resistance from you know, from an older person than you will from, you know, a junkie. I mean, it's just, it, yeah. it, they just do not want your help. Right. For, yeah. for so many reasons as well. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it, you know, Oh, you know, my, my wife went to the hospital and she died there and now I don't want to go. Or yeah, I think my, you, I think you fight it more with widowers than you do with, you know, or you do with 
they, they, they married married older couples. Married older couples, a lot of times you'll get one to go and then the other. But yeah, widowers, you'll find a lot more resistance. Right. You know, or, hey, my friend went and they didn't come back. So no, I'm not going. Like they right. look at it like a place like, yep, if I go there, I'm dead. Right. Even for I, I could just have a simple boo boo cut, whatever. And they ain't going, you know, um, but there's other reasons. Like there's so many silly, stupid reasons. Phil, before we go into that, do you have anything else before I like roll off on this tangent? Um, another big thing is just like blood thinners. A lot of old people take it mostly for you know they lose mobility you know doc puts them on a blood thinner to help stop blood clots and they don't really not that they don't you know take care of themselves but they don't really they don't adjust to you know like you know i gotta you know make my house as fall you know as fall and trip proof as possible you know they try and live the normal life they did and then that just causes a bunch of more issues and that was and that was with which drugs the the blood uh, blood thinners the blood thinners oh. yeah I mean like gosh I couldn't tell you like you know it's amazing how how banged up and bruised some little frail you know old man old lady can get just being on blood thinners you know especially as they get frailer and more fragile it's like oh look you know. Now they have a skin tear. Now that skin tear won't stop bleeding. You know, it's the little simple things, right? But look at all the, look at all the, you know, fall calls, right? Like every single fall call with a, with an elderly patient, I'm like, Oh, they're going to have a head bleed. When I get there, they're going to be gorked out of their mind. They're going to have a head bleed. Like that is exactly what my thought process is. And it's like, yep, they tripped over their little rug you know, they're a little stupid area rug, and now they're dead. I'll have to find the statistic again, but I remember reading somewhere that falls in patients with uh, blood thinners, like 48% of them result in some kind of head bleed, and can, if it's not treated, it's a fatal It's fatal for them. It is, right? Yeah. They, it's like 48%. It's like 48.2%. Yeah. Right, and we have to think, like, the anatomy of the geriatric patient changes, right? Their brain shrinks as they get older, which means there's more space inside the skull. So like they rattle around a lot more. So concussions are easier, right? Shearing is a whole lot easier of different blood vessels. So, you know, not only do we have to worry about like ischemic strokes, but hemorrhagic bleeds and hemorrhagic strokes are way more prevalent in elderly populations because all they have to do is get into a fender bender and their head, their brain sloshes around, shears a couple blood vessels and now they're bleeding for a week. And by the time they actually feel, Oh my God, the headache or this, that, the other thing, it's like now they're gorked out of their mind. And you know, you see a grapefruit size, you know, bleed when we actually get to the CT scanner. You know, because again, yeah. they don't feel things because you know their neuro their neurological system right. is decreased, so they're not going to feel things like we would. You know, like anything to add, Gerard? To no, I mean everyone's pretty much hitting it. it um, You've been quiet. I'm thinking something. I don't, I've been trying to think of stuff, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean everyone's already. We got to give you a one two. No, the, uh, I mean, the biggest thing for me is, is how to talk to them. You know, it's like, you just, you know, we've talked about it before in other episodes and whatnot, but yeah, it, it's, you can't talk to someone of, you know, that generation or, you know, those, those previous generations. Uh, I mean, you think about it now that, you know, the, the world war two generation, they're in their nineties mm-hmm. right? and we're there, we're losing them really, really fast. Now the Korean war guys. You know, those, that era of, of, of people, they're in their seventies and eighties here. Vietnam guys are in their seventies. Yeah. You know? So these are, you know, these are all, I would say different generations than the people we get that are younger, 
let's just say of like my generation or you know even uh maybe just a little bit older than me but uh it's a different it's a different mindset it's a different way they think and they don't like medical shit they don't like people taking care of them they don't like to think that they need help and again then they also like they then you have the ones that they just they're like no i i, I if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die right here you know um in my house i'm not going and dying in some fucking hospital right and i hate to I hate to say it, but yeah I, I i feel you you know um i completely but, agree with people like that like i wouldn't want but yeah to, but you know but, but like, that's the that's that's the you know the, these are the mindsets and i'm just you know it's from my experience with them you know you can't go in there and i don't want i don't well i'm sure there's a few people that are just they're just condescending to begin with um but you take these 20 something year olds that they only know how to talk to people on a fucking text they don't actually know how to physically talk to somebody mm-hmm. and i've watched them they go in and they're like the most condescending assholes they're like okay mr Sonda, we're gonna give you how many and he's like no man i'm not going to well okay well we're just gonna do this and it's like did you not hear the motherfucker that like stormed the beach of fucking Normandy tell you he's not fucking doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, how about you change your tactic a little bit and talk to him a little fucking respect? It goes a long way. It a lot does. Of respect, you know, no respect anymore. I, I, there's, there is definitely a, a generational gap that I think a you know a lot of people have, especially you know going from the age of conversation to the age of the internet. Like that is an absolute thing. People want to say that it doesn't exist, but it totally does. Like it is, it is really hard for people to have conversations with other people now face to face, you know? And and I I, I was going to say, I I use those generations or, or those timelines mainly because, I mean, when you think about it, you know, today, I mean, yeah, we past 20 years, a lot of vets. We got a lot of vets out there. But back then, I mean, unless you had like some serious fucking problem with you or, you know, you were rich enough to have mommy and daddy, you know, pay your way out of it. I mean, you you had to freaking you had to serve a certain amount of time in the in the military. So so a lot of these guys are military guys. The overwhelming majority from those eras, you know, forties, fifties and sixties and seventies even. Right. You know, these are guys that especially in the sixties and seventies, they didn't even they were just you know, sitting back cracking a freaking, you know, PBR having a good time. And next thing you know, they're, they're getting their fucking head cut, you know, you know, shaved and sent off to fucking Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are guys that, yeah, they don't, they don't respond to the condescending fucking bullshit. Like I... you need to just be real and just, and just talk to them like a human fucking being and, and, and render respect. Right. And you I... know, when it, when it's due. I never understood the the ideology that, you know, old people need to be treated like children. And that, and, oh, that's, real, and that's kind of like, and, and so many people do that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, just, we're going to do this now, sir. And I'm just like, I'm watching this girl. And, it's like, oh, we're gonna just, and I'm just like, are you talking to this fucking, you know, like hardened fucking veteran like he's a two-year-old? And that's it. It's like, I, I, I don't understand where this came from. Like, you know, why is it that, you know, we, we group an entire population of people into, Oh, well, they're old. So they must be a child, right? Because I'll put it this way, if I start shitting my pants, you can bet your ass. Keep talking to me normal. Cause I'm still going to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> All right. I'm just, not going to revert to being some kid and go, Oh yeah, give me Bati. No, just, just don't. I'm going to shit my pants. I'm going to look at you. And if you talk to me the wrong way, I'm going to fucking throw it at you. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. As long as you kept throwing it at them. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's see. Like nice. people talk, even when people, you know, talk to, you know, residents in nursing homes with dementia and stuff. I mean, yeah. Those people's have, people have moments of lucidity. Like, Right. You could yeah. you could tune into that level from time to time and be like, all right, just talk to like your people. Eventually, they're gonna, you know, you get through to them a little bit. But I mean, no, it's like, oh, how you doing, sir? Or yeah. man, let's do this. Okay, you know, it's, it's oh, well, it's okay, that precious. Honey, come on, come on, honey, you let's know, go. Yeah. No, stop. Yeah, it it's it is 
so sickening. It's so aggravating. To Mr. The, Mrs. Sir, ma'am. The best know? is, yeah, but the, the funny thing is the best is when you're with a partner and they're doing that to them. And you look at them and they look at you and you're just, and like, they know, you know, what's going on right. in their head. And they just give you that. <laughs> and then they look back at her and you're just like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it, uh, it's you talk to the patient, sir, ma'am, you know, Mr. Mrs. And then if they want to be called by their first name, whatever, they, then that's what you do. But until then it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. To, so so get out of your little fucking head and get off of this, you know, with your talking with your thummies, okay? And we're gonna put the thummy thing down and we're gonna talk to people and we're gonna actually learn to read people. Oh that read how <laughs> oh my god. Oh you want to talk about art. making your job a hell like a hundred percent easier is if you start talking to someone and you read them and you know it will shape how you continue to talk with them. You know, if you talk to someone and say, you know, hi, Mrs. So-and-so. The word for that. Uh, conversation. Ah, uh, there we go. But yeah, you, you, you're going to talk to somebody and, you know, you start off, hey, Mr. So-and-so, I'm, you know, I'm Gerard, I'm your paramedic and I'm going to, you know, I'm here because, you know, whoever called and whatever. And if they're like, you know, hey, blah, blah, blah. And they start, just the way they, they talk, if they're a little bit more on the relaxed end of it, and they, they maybe have like a little bit of slang in it. Well, then, yeah, then I'm gonna I'm gonna drop down to their level, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna stay up here and go, well, sir, and uh, and and sir, and no, I'm gonna be like, all right, man, all right, well, tell me what's going on, dude. You know, human being talk, not something you read in a book, not something you know somebody taught you how to do. You know, you gotta fucking you gotta learn to fucking talk to people. Well, and that so you know so. Uh, in the chat here, WW2Girl says, I'm 20, almost 21, and some of the new words that people come up with even now, I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm. And that's totally true. Like, there's been times where, you know, like, Kelsey has been talking to me, and I'm like, a what? Like, is that a is that a thing, a word? Right. right. Like, Didn't we do that one time when she brought some fucking word? And we're yeah, just like, oh, she, oh, oh, when you're oh, the levels of, the, of how you how you you date somebody. Yeah, or something, the, right. And the it's like situationship. Right. When yeah. The, oh, it's a situation. Like, situation ship. Yeah. That ain't even a fucking word. Exactly. But it's so true. Like, there's definitely things that, you know, my generation said that you guys didn't say. <laughs> Right. I mean, if you if you want to hear something funny, the first time somebody said use the word bogo, I was like, "That's some kind of landmine or something." <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, it card, oh, it's buy one card... get one free. I'm like, oh, well, where'd the F go? Right. Yeah. Card carry shouldn't it be, shouldn't it be Bogoff? <laughs> you know. I, so I I just want to throw this in here. Hopefully it works, but I feel like it uh, it it renders the perfect end to you know, the, the conversation that the four of us are having minus Phil, cause he really didn't talk at all in this he talked, segment. He talked about metoprolol. He talked about all the drugs and I'm stuff. I'm saying in this segment, uh, he's all into drugs. Well, cause it's cause he's fucking 10 years old. He don't want to talk to people. <laughs> he's all he's probably, he's, he's got, probably he's doing got, this right now. You don't even see him. He's, 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 he's got, he's got man bone restrictions. Oh, yeah. poor guy. <laughs> see, you've rendered him silent. Poor guy. But uh, I think we should all. You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> oh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna one up you. Turkish bath. Uh, I'm gonna one up you on that one and play some <laughs> Samuel L. English Ooh. motherfucker, do you speak it? Nice. <laughs> yes. Because I I feel like that encompasses everything. Right? It encompasses everything. <laughs> And there and there are patients where you know, especially when you're, and, and and that's the other thing is dealing with family, who are around their oh, elderly patient. Oh my god! It's like because you could definitely get another clip from that movie, right after he kind of says that I think. Or Say what that again? Point. No, not even no, no, not that one. It's like I don't remember asking you a goddamn god thing. <laughs> when they start chiming in, you know. So so while I search for this. Go down that <laughs> rabbit hole because I agree. Like, I think there is something to be said about dealing with the, it's, the patient's family. 
It's not just family. It's also nursing home staff. Uh, well, okay. they don't care. Hold on. Hold like, on to well, the they, nursing home staff they, for just a second. They have to go to the hospital. They have to go to the hospital. I have I'm, to go. I'm, um, I'm, oh, their power, I'm their power attorney. They have to go to the hospital. You're a power these nuts is what you are. No, here, here's the thing. So, <laughs> 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 sorry. This, this, piece, this, this piece of paper says I say what they do. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh my you ever God. seen a major league? You know what I, I would got, do with that piece of paper? I got your piece of paper <laughs> swigging. Get the fuck out of here. Drop it on the floor and start pissing on it. That's it. That's what that well, piece of paper means to me. But no, um, the yeah, let's not get into the nursing home staff because we're not. That's just we, no. we'll get into that. That that's for a little bit. There's not ah. enough time. There's not enough time in all the podcasts. It's not my yes. patient. It's not my floor. We can sum it up right now. It's not my patient. It's not my floor. I just got, got here. Ten minutes ago. Um, to, the patient was fine ten minutes ago. I know they're stiff with rigor mortis, but we just checked on them. Um, it's it's, it's contagious. No. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. So so I'll it's never forget. Me and me and Emily did a call at you know our lovely nursing home there and. uh they were like, oh, he's got to go. Oh, the PA says he's got to go. He's got oh, he's got this. He's got that. And fucking uh, he's, he's uh, COPD exacerbation and all the shit and fucking difficulty breathing. I'm like, okay. We walk into the room. The dude's like just kind of getting back in bed or he's just kind of like laying there in bed. It, it, you can tell he had just gotten back in bed. And he's watching TV. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, this is the patient, right? Oh, oh yeah, he's got to go. Oh, 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 okay. Well, give me a second. What's going on? I don't know. Well, are you having a hard time breathing? He's like, no. Nah. Well, why would they say you're having a hard time breathing? He's like, oh, I went to the bathroom. I came out and sat down. Like, so they saw you were having a hard time breathing after you went to the bathroom? Yeah. The number one, number two. Number two. Okay, so the dude was taking a shit. Push a little bit, a lot of breath, go sit down, trying to refresh. And now they come fucking hovering over him. You know, oh, you got to fucking go to the hospital now because you took a fucking shit. You know? So it's like, yeah, nah. You want to go to the hospital? No. I'm good with that. Oh, oh he's got, no. Sign here. See you later. Bye. Yes. That so fucking cunt bitch, pardon my language, called the fucking, called the fucking station and was talking about how we fucking abandoned the patient and all this. I'm like, is she for real? But these are the people that work in these fucking nursing homes. So I don't even want to get into the fucking nursing home thing, please. Because I'll just, I, man. I, hmm. Yeah, they, they we, pulled, we, we, we can keep going. Oh, they tried. How about, the how about, oh, look at the stroke like symptoms you called for. You know, it's Wednesday. She's slumped over in her chair, drooling all over herself. Complete right side is done. Oh, when did you first notice this? Friday. Wait. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That that doesn't matter. Timing doesn't matter. That was when that was when I had to I my EMT kicked me out of the fucking told me to go sit down and go, go in the ambulance and go get my shit together. Cause somebody was gonna die. Yep. Yeah, and you know I I'm with all of you guys in that it is so frustrating to go into these places and, you know, deal with this level of just non-caring about other human beings. Care. Because that's that's all that's what it is. It's just deliberate yeah. not caring about well, other human beings. Well, we're short staffed and yeah. we can't well too fucking bad. We're all fucking short staffed. Exactly. Excuses, whatever. You know? Um you know, but you had time to sit there and do this <laughs> one of for the, about an hour and a half, didn't you? Well, so the, the one thing that I wanted to bring up in talking about nursing homes, and this kind of goes along with what Phil was saying is bring up meds, right? Um, medication errors in, uh, in the geriatric population. Right. This is something that that we all need to be cognizant of, because not only does the patient itself like themselves make errors, 
Maybe they get confused. They take not enough. Maybe they don't take it at all. Maybe they take too much. Maybe they take a completely different med because they, you know, read the bottle wrong, whatever it might be. Right. But these numbers to me were like, it just proves the, um, the lack of caring for nursing home patients. Right. So, um, 66.4% of elderly medication errors occurred in nursing homes. Which does that cover nursing homes, assisted livings? That is, that is nursing homes. That is nursing homes by themselves. Okay. Right. 41.5% of those 66.4% were in patients older than 75. And then, um, let's see, 45% of the errors were uh, the staff giving medications at the wrong time to patients. Hmm. So it's like, so... 66%, that is well above half, right? Half of the medication errors occurred in nursing homes, right? So this isn't like, oh, hey, you know, grandma, she got confused and she took a couple meds. No, 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 no. This is like you get paid to hand out meds and then you go and fuck it up. Yeah. That's unbelievable to me. Right. So like now we have to sit there and go, okay, I couldn't tell you. I literally right off the top of my head. I think about a call that I used to do all the time. It was a a frequent flyer diabetic patient uh, in a, in a nursing facility. And they, the staff used to give that patient the wrong insulin all the time. They used to give the long acting, when the short wow. acting was supposed to be given, they used to give the short acting when the long was supposed to be given. They used to double this person up. And then we would get called because their blood sugar was like four. Right. And they need an evaluation. So it's like this happens all the time, right? And it and it yeah. it festers and it makes all of us angry because it's like your your one job is to Patient Smith, diazepam, two milligrams, 7 p.m. Here you go. Well, I can tell you why it happens. I can tell you exactly why it happens. Go ahead. So when you go into the nursing home and you're supposed to have two nurses on the floor, then they give you one nurse on the floor. So that what that one nurse does now is she knows that at X amount of time, these patients are supposed to get these meds. So she'll go through and she'll pre-pour all these meds into these little med cups, which yep. is illegal, by the way, in New York State. You're not supposed to pre-pour any meds into med cups. You're supposed to punch the uh, the bubbles into the you know into the cups at the predetermined time. That's how it's supposed to happen. But what they'll do is they'll go through and they'll pre-pour all the meds for the entire shift. And instead of, you know, when you do that, they're like, oh, well, I'll just label them so I know that, you know, you know, patient A gets this med at this time and this, but you know, what kind of corner here? I'll just know which patient gets which med. Of course mm. you do. So that, you know, my seven o'clock meds, my eight o'clock meds, nine o'clock meds, however it's, you know, laid out the time frame. Next thing you know, you know, old Jim Bob's getting the, you know, his short acting cuba log at, you know, after dinner, when he's supposed to get it before dinner and getting the long acting, you know, after you know, it fucks it all up and that's what happens. So, so, you know, these are, these are choices that the staff is making yep, to make, to supposed to make their life right. better, their, their easier. life better. Right. But at the same point, at the same point, like all of this just, you know, makes me think like, okay, we as providers coming in without all this mess right now, have to double, triple, quadruple check all of these things, right? But we'll so, never know because as right. far as the, as far as their EMARS show, their meds were distributed at the right times. Right, right, 
Right. So we don't know. We, you know, the best that we can do is do our due diligence and ask the questions. And if things aren't adding up, put that in the back of your head, because there's plenty of times where I'm like, "Eh, yeah, okay. Like find out, you know, ask them what was given this time. What was this, you know, because of course, you know, people don't lie in charts, right? I'm sure, I'm sure everything was given, you know, absolutely appropriately. And you know what? I really hope it does. I really hope that is the case, but we're humans, right? Gerard, what's, what do you always say, right? If it's designed by man, it's designed to fail. Made to fail. Right. We're humans. That is exactly, you know, like that should be our mantra, right? We're humans. We're going to fuck it up. So just, you got to do the legwork. You know, and actually look at these med lists and go, okay, does this make sense? Should this patient be acting this way or are the vital signs that I'm getting reflective of what they've taken? You know, and EMTs could do that. It doesn't have to be, you know, a big, bad paramedic skill, you know, Phil, after you're done with your douche flute there, you just blow it out. There you go. Keep going. There you go. Mm. What do you have to add to this? Now get your hand on it. There you go. All right. <laughs> what what flavor is it? <laughs> Penis. <laughs> All right. So I have two of them. Uh, meat thermometer. <laughs> uh, Hot dog water. Is mango ice? What's the ice? Ice, ice doesn't typically that's, have a flavor. That's the that's the extra chemical the Chinese put in there to uh, <laughs> that, that, that's really the, really make make you a healthy American. That's the meth in there to keep you addicted. Yeah. Oh. And then yeah. the a little bit one, of COVID. The yeah, other one is in there too. summer peach ice. Summer peach. Like, summer peach. You like ice. this ice stuff? Huh? That's that's kind of a contradiction. I have I have it's, pre- it's I summer. Have, it's I have pre iced ice. Oh, you got pre iced. I have pre iced. <laughs> You have well, pre-iced the, ice. The ice yeah, is okay. like a, it's like a menthol flavor. Mm. So, yes. oh, okay, hold on. You have peach and menthol. It's not, it's not horrible. I mean, but it I can't also, be good. I also used to smoke Lucky Strikes like they were going out of style, which they did ninety fucking years ago. Talent, man, talent. These guys, you pass off pack of cools, you be all. You know, you know what's funny? I kind of think those might actually be better than these chemicals. I mean, probably. You yeah. know? Why not? I mean, granted, they don't... You don't look as cool with a man bun. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> no, because if you were smoking the Lucky Strikes, then you would actually have to get the wife beater, the fucking, the pompadour, you know, get the wingtips going, shirt, you, know. you know, a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... You know, what what used to be considered cool. 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 So, um, Butch, you used brought to. up a um an interesting topic that you kind of wanted to discuss we we've talked about like the polypharmacy and stuff right how many meds these you know these these patients people whatever are on uh but you brought up a really good one and i kind of want to end with this discussion in the poly doc right the the poly physician right for those that don't know what it is kind of explain what it is and and what what we see with it, the the struggles. So for those of us that are getting older, you know, like card carrying members of AARP, such as I am, um, a lot of times we'll start getting more doctors as we go along. Yeah, yeah, thank you, G. Um, Can I just make make one statement? Is that there is no age limit to be an AARP member. You don't have to be 55 and above. I'm 36. Wait a minute. That takes all the fun out of it. My wife is 35, and we are both AARP members. Oh, my God. So you can't even be special in that realm. Welcome welcome to the club. (laughs) Wow. So why would you do that? Because you get fucking shit for free, man. Like, you get stuff. Like I can go to, you know, the like Hyatt Regency and flash my AARP card and get fifty dollars off. You, you know what you know what that you know what that to me that you know what to me that sounds like? 
That sounds like being smart. you might as well just say, hey, you know what? I went to the grocery store the other day and I saw that parking space with the blue wheelchair. <laughs> I said, fuck it, I'm parking there anyway. Yeah, you but, probably wrote a, you but, probably wrote a check too, didn't you? You even saw right. it out first. You just waited ca- <laughs> waited the cashier's lie. You wrote the whole thing out there. Right. How yeah. do you spell one hundred again? Oh my god, do I not miss that? Oh, my mom used to do that. I'm like, mom, just get a debit card. No, no, no. Like, get a debit card. <laughs> so embarrassing. So yeah. Wow. Anyway, carry yeah. on. So. You know, the elderly generation will go to doctors for, you know, different reasons. They get a different doc for everything. You have a cardiologist, you'll have rheumatologists, you know, nephrologists, you know, Mm. pulmonologists, yeah, opticians for eyes, like pulmonologists, podiatrists. And these doctors don't talk to each other. I mean, they're supposed to with all this new charting systems we have, you know, like Epic and all these different charting systems, but. They don't. So, I mean, to go along with polypharmacy, they'll put them on these medications for, for this, you know, ache, this pain, you know, this breathing problem, you know, this heart condition. And, you know, who knows what they're on? And their primary doc has no idea what's going on, you know, even though every time you go to a checkup, they're like, are you still on this? Are you on this? Are you on this? And the, you know, it is amazing how, like, none of the docs ever catch this. Yeah. You know, and, 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 there are a few yeah. that do, but the vast majority just, yep, you got hypertension. Let me put you on this. Oh, you got some, you know, cardiac problem. Let's put you on this. And then they like double it or, you know, they give something that reacts poorly with that. And it's like, now you're you're Dude. just making yourself feel even worse. And if you have an old school doc, like how many of your patients have you come across with <clears throat> Still old itch. medications, yeah. Right. So here's so here's the funny thing. Couple, I had a patient a couple years ago that like like last summer that was ditch toxic. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, throw about throw about the patch. Had to pace a little bit. Throw a little atropine. You know, some fluids to like. I remember how to do that because that's what I had to do. You know, it's uh, when I first got uh, my hypertension diagnosis. The doctor I was going to was apparently some kind of quack because, yeah, I I didn't know at the time. I didn't know nothing about it. But, uh, yeah, Berlin, uh, hydrochlorothiazide is what she put me on. And then I go to, you know, to a new primary care and I'm going through everything. And they're like, you're, you're not taking these two together, are you? I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to. You know, they're contraindicated. Oh, maybe you should tell the doctor that prescribed them together. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's and I'm thing, and I'm like... sure they keep doing stuff like that all the time and keep on practicing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah before my dad before my dad passed, I was going through his medications like you can't take these together. These don't work together. So I I made a list of stuff that he couldn't take together because his breathing was getting worse, his heart was getting worse. I was like, yeah, because you're on these medications. You need to go talk to your doc about this. Yeah. And, you know, because I wasn't immediate family or whatever, or wasn't on his healthcare proxy, I couldn't just go talk to him. So my mom went with him and they, they talked with the doc. They took him off some stuff and got, you know, different medications, whatever that worked better for him. And I even, I even, you know, got a list of other things that would work better than what he was on. Cause he was on some old school, like pulmonary, you know, pulmonary stuff. I was like, no, that's like, that's like 1930 stuff. Like, you know, you can't be sucking down some asbestos on your lungs. You got to get this other right. stuff. Yeah, you know, go, go to yeah, the, the asbestos go, isn't hurt, isn't helping anymore. Yeah, get get on the morphine tincture or something. Um, tincture. Yeah, there's a weird fucking word you don't hear every day yeah, anymore. Right. Um, yeah, take, put taking the laudanum. I don't know. I don't know why. I, 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 oh, a little right? little laudanum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah get on there here. Yeah, um, just a little. Uh, that'll do you. That'll do you. Um, but no, it, you know, and it's something like. I know we keep coming back to this, but knowing the meds that, you know, people take, and even if you don't know them, looking them up and going, okay, you know, this is used for this, right? Uh, An EMT and a paramedic are not going to, most of the time, are not going to sit there in the half hour that we're with these patients and go, Eureka, I know exactly why they feel like garbage. It's because they're taking these five meds and they shouldn't be, right. 
we're not going to do that. But maybe we can. 20 years of experience might teach us something. Maybe. Mr. You know, Maha. That's why they call me me the Maha. Exactly. Just, just, you know, we'll. (laughs) Do you still have calluses on your hands from writing your charts on fucking stone tablets? Yeah, I do, actually. (laughs) I still got the dinosaur bones on the basement. Which which we don't want to go down this rabbit hole because I just had this conversation with someone. And oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, you know how when you... Uh, I don't want to go down I'm, the rabbit hole, but I'm going to sure go down like the rabbit I'm, hole. Yeah, oh, I want to go sure, down the rabbit hole. I'm sure, here, I'm sure it's like this everywhere. Here it goes. I'm sure it's like this everywhere. Right, here, here it goes. Here it goes. Oh! So, with the advent of electronic PCRs, yeah, notice how they're just like, oh, dump your patient, get back in your rig, get back in service. You can type on your way and all that good stuff. Isn't that great? Yeah, you know what? This is why we really need fucking some kind of, and I, and you know me, I fucking hate anything that has to do with any kind of federal oversight. They did that. We need some federal paper, fucking though. oversight because the reason everyone's getting burnt to a crisp is because of that type of pace right there. Because we used to bit write your chart, hand the carbon to the hospital, and then go back in service because you had to leave it before you left mm-hmm. yep and somewhere that rule is still on the books but no now, one just pays attention to it well, anymore you had that missed form now yeah you all you, need, all you still, need is oh, the, the quick oh look missed <laughs> sorry i mean there has been times when i've literally sat in the parking lot of a hospital and said we're not moving this ambulance to like get my chart mm-hmm. done i've had those mm-hmm. conversations with people yeah because how many times do you forget heard that oh fuck i forgot about doing that oh shit i forgot i did that or oh, yeah. Well, not even that, but you know, it's, it's funny. Like they, you, you go back in, you start writing your chart for, you know, patient a, and then you finally finish that after you've done chart, you know, patient B, mm-hmm. C, D and E. And now you finally, you know, seven hours later, finish patient a. And they're like, right. Why didn't you get your chart in, in four hours? Hey, I don't suck know, my maybe ass. How about I did that? five more calls. You know, yeah. and then like I couldn't tell you mm. how many times that's happened where I'm like, oh, did I give the morphine to patient right. A or B or D? Yeah. I don't even remember. Like you start yeah, confusing being, patients. Right. You start confusing patients. Yeah. You start your so you, 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 see, have you, you have you noticed talk. who have you noticed who still stays at the hospital until they're done? No. Those big those when they when they go out and they chalk their big fire engine out in front of the hospital because they rode in with the ambulance service, mm. and then the the fire truck is still sitting there long after the ambulance is gone. Must be nice. Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. Let's take it a fire call and they gotta go. Well, you know. How often does that happen? <laughs> like I said, They're you still you still see him sitting there all the time. Care. So, but I would, but, 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 but I'm not hating. I'm actually pointing to that as that's how it's, that's how it's supposed to be. Yep. Well, let's just try to figure out how to spell certain words, but. <laughs> well, that takes a little longer, you know. Does it rhyme with two and a half? <laughs> smooth ball, smooth ball. <laughs> so, like, is there, as, as we kind of wrap up uh, this episode, before we move on to the to the rest of the stream, do you guys have anything else to add? Just, you know, not saying that we talked about it or just anything to add about the geriatric population that you guys want to throw to the people who listen. Uh, Phil, say something. I was just going to say, Phil, you should enlighten us with the knowledge of mm. the man bun. They're pretty fucking stubborn. I, mm-hmm. That is that is a fact. That is a damn fact. Like once once you finally convince them to go, you know, they don't let you fucking do anything. And then you're sitting there arguing with them the whole way to the fucking hospital. And then they call your station and they're like, "You your your providers didn't do anything for my husband." <laughs> what well, well, you want to hear shit, something? You fucking old crow. That's because you didn't fucking <laughs> so, let me touch him. Fuck so here, so 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 here's Fuck. so here. So here's Who's something. Who's bitter now? So here's something. You're welcome. 
I've never had that happen to me. That must be fucking nice. It's about how you approach it. I've never had anyone's family or anyone ever call the station and say, oh, he was fucking mean to me and he wouldn't do this. Oh, and he, I, no. oh well, then, then you need some in, introspection on that because I've i had the same patience, man. I've had the same fucking patience. And I hear these people go, oh, that motherfucker. And then I go and I'm like, well, the fucker sounds like the motherfucker is the motherfucker that didn't know how to do their fucking job. So usually all that shit. I, usually the ones I get to hate me are the ones that uh, didn't really need me there. there there's always going to be an a-hole, but Gerard, there's, I, always, there's just always going to be an a-hole. I absolutely you can love you, Gerard. Why? Because I was literally about to break in and say that everybody listening should go back in the archives of this show and check out episode 29, The Old A-Hole, because oh, it is yes. a wonderful geriatric episode where we literally talk about this exact patient, right? I remember that, the, yeah. The nursing home staff is like, this guy is an asswipe. He's terrible. He's going to, you know, freak out on you, blah, blah, blah. And the providers walk in and it is nothing but sunshine and rainbows. And it's yeah. all because of how they treated that patient. All right. So make sure go back. Even if you've listened to it before, listen to it again. Episode 29, again. the old a-hole. Absolutely fantastic. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Do the thing. Rate join and review. Right. <laughs> Definitely join the do, Patreon. Do something. Do something, uh, you peckers. <laughs> lazy motherfuckers. Share with your friends. Have that like subscribe. Hit the share. No, I can't share because uh, no, I can't, you know, I can't hit that like button. It's it's, it's... I got a carpal tunnel. It's too hard. <laughs> I'm writing all those PCRs it's... in the truck. <laughs> oh my god. Anything god, else for for the Maha and or Gerard to add? To anything that well, we discussed yeah, yeah, today. I'm just, just, just piggybacking on Phil's stuff. I mean, like, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to piss on you, even though I'm in the box above you. Um, <laughs> although I don't know what I'm in on the actual feed, but you're, you're, to, I, you are to the right of him. So you'd have to, piss oh, so I'll have over the, I'll have to bank, bank shot that shit like Dr. J, huh? Yeah. Get the hook, hook action going. Um, hey, talent accepted. But, um, <laughs> yeah. calm down, R. Kelly. But <laughs> Mr. Fucking trapped in the closet. Not, over not here. for real. I really do want to piss on you. No, um, yeah, it, it's nine times out of ten, and there's always gonna be that tenth time. But nine times out of ten, if you had that experience with a geriatric, you you did something wrong, and you should stop, go back, look at where things went south. And then back up a little bit further and go from there and figure out, okay, at what point did I hit the point of no return and turn them against me? Yep. You know, and then figure out a way not to do that again. I mean, it's, it, it, it's literally just talking to people, you know, and finding a com. see, that's really the most important thing is finding a common interest. Because if you can find something in common, and this goes with any of your patients, but if you, can, especially with the older ones, if you can find something that lets them know that you understand them or you know understand things that they've done or been into or whatever, that goes a long way. Then if you go, oh, Mr. Jones, I know you're 79 years old. Did you see that TikTok video the other day? He's gonna be like, Tick who? Yeah, I'm gonna get that bat and I'm gonna TikTok your fucking head. I mean, you know, you know, it it does it does lend itself. There is many times where you can you can find amazing oh he's done he walked away fantastic stories from these patients you know and oh it's oh like, i'm sorry hold on he might i thought for a second he thought he had a customer oh damn <laughs> oh yeah. they had to check the hole god damn <laughs> holy crap damn! <laughs> I, I didn't continue i'm sorry I, I can after that. I sure you can. Nope, Keep going. Nope, I, I have completely talked to I've people. Good completely stuff. wrecked it. 
Talk I, amongst yourselves. Talk yep. amongst yourselves. That's it. That's where I'm going to end it. Thank you, Gerard. Um, <laughs> more in uh, a couple minutes when we transition to end of tour live. But for those that are listening to the podcast, thank you again for joining us. Uh, get your cronuts, medicmaterials.com mm. slash merch. You definitely want to get them now before there possibly might be a contest coming shortly with the cronut. So definitely want to get your hands on those and uh, yeah, become a Patreon. Duh. Like for real, that's it. There's so much, like so much cool shit on there and so many way worse discussions that we have Mm. on Patreon than we ever do on the free show. So uh, that's where I'm going to leave you. We'll see you in uh, about five minutes for end of tour live till next time, guys stay safe. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Gerard. New Mike donuts. Ooh, I like Mm. it. Courtesy of the Patreons. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want more information on the podcast or to send us a car review, please visit medicmaterials.com slash podcast. To learn more about earning continuing education credit from listening to this episode or others, check out medicmaterialscmeacademy.thinkific.com. We appreciate your continued dedication towards EMS education and helping us advance the field. See you next time.